Hello, this is Black Country Blokes Chewing the Fat. Listen, listen, listen. I've been hearing a lot lately about men don't talk. But in my experience, men do talk, just people aren't listening. So it's going to be me and a group of blokes discussing our struggles and victories through life. Warning, there may be some bad language, so apologies to all the moms, especially on my own. Let's get going. Listen, listen, listen. I've been here, this Black Country Blokes, me, Kev Dill, Lee Cadman and Aaron Chew. Today we're going to talk about motivation. Now motivation comes in many forms. It can be that expression, it can be that motivational video, it can be listening to iTunes, it can be listening to your favourite tune, that kind of tune that gets you up and gets you ready to go. And I love music. And different music gives me different feelings, like uh, my all-time favourite songs, Tracy Chapman, Fast Car. Some days, that's what gets the motor. Another time, just listen to a bit of DMX or a bit of aggressive hip-hop. Depends on what I'm getting motivated to. Um, and I've found like, different expressions. Like my, the, the greatest saying I ever heard was off my mum. And it's, you're as good as anybody and better than most. And that was always the thing that got me out of bed in the morning. Some days when I was going through my dark days and thinking... Will girls like me through having a disability? And will I ever be accepted? And will I X, Y, and Z? And these little key sayings boosted me up and got me out. And I'm someone who lives on their nerves, whose anxiety that held me back, whose that nerves, that butterflies in my belly, that made me think, bollocks to this, I'm going to do it. The fear of not doing it outweighed the fear of looking a fool. And that's why I've achieved so much. That's why I'm happily married. And I've done all these things... Close that door for me. <laughs> As I say, we are raw and uncut. But it was the nerves that boosted me through it. What, what drove you? What's motivated you, boys? Well, now it's definitely my daughter. Watching, watching her struggles and realising what she's able to do, even though she's been through them struggles, definitely motivation. Um, previous to that, I think I was motivated a lot by anger and things that were going wrong in my life, I'd kind of flip that and use that as motivation. Mm. Um, what but, particular things? Um, just It could be anything, whether I'd had a crap day at work, whether we'd had our, me and my wife had arguments, anything, I think you can you can kind of turn into motivation, especially, usually it's to do with exercise, so it'll get me out and get me exercising. But I heard a good saying the other day from David Goggins. I don't know whether any of you have come across him. Absolutely brilliant. But he was saying motivation is basically the kindling and then the drive is the tree that burns down and that drive is what keeps you going for longer. So you can have little, as you say, motivational phrases. So that motivational phrase will get you out running, but it will be your drive that gets you to do those five miles instead of that one mile. And to me, that was really, really important. Really, you know, really struck a chord with me. And yeah, that's yeah. Um, just, just on that quickly, um, you've got a book called "Can't Hurt Me." I've just started reading it. Mate, well, like more than halfway yeah. through. I'm, I'm, I'm reading really it for the second time. He's a, when you first hear about him, you think he's a bit sadistic mm. in terms of like how much he pushes his body. But what he does is he taps into like an element of literally that drive and yeah. uses his motivation. So yeah, that's definitely a good book if anyone wants to listen to it. Um, I think for myself, probably similar to you guys as well, I think music's powerful, very, very powerful. If I can get the right track at the right time, if I'm feeling a bit lazy, you know, I'll, I'll get up to the gym. But I've been, I've been open about like how I am as like a teenager. I was quite lazy, 
but I always like had a job and stuff. But generally, I'd always try and shy away from work wherever I could. Like I'd do the bare minimum, um, even at school. I just just do enough just to kind of pass. And it was only when we um, started fostering kids and Kev, you've seen the little ones. Yeah. And um, when I, when I first seen my siblings and. I spent a lot of time with Kyle, who's autistic, and um, he, he he goes to a special school, and he used to suffer with speech, with like walking and stuff, and it completely changed my perception. If I'm completely honest, where I started to realize how grateful I am to be able to do simple things like have this conversation now, to be able to drive up to the gym, to be able to go out with girls, like silly things that I was doing at that at that stage, and it changed my mind to be like this kid here. He's full of confidence you know even now he's like maybe a professional footballer he's very like he's indirectly he motivates me and he'll, he'll probably never know that or really understand it but it's like seeing somebody just literally have maximised their potential I suppose I felt almost obliged to do that myself to stop making excuses for little things I can't do and my little brother there you know he can, he can barely speak and he's going to be in care for the rest of his life and um, that completely changed me so that's my like kind of intrinsic Thing that keeps me going is like I try and be like an advocate hence like you know this is the podcast of this like find your voice for, for people that are vulnerable or sharing their stories but that keeps me going but on a daily basis if, if that doesn't cross my mind yeah stuff like music books so that really mind. strikes a chord with me because when I am running and I'm out there and it gets hard, it gets hard I think well my daughter can't even run she can't walk she's in a wheelchair and that there really drives me and I'm thinking I'm, I'm moaning that my legs are hurting Absolutely. you know within my head I'm moaning mm. I'm going my legs hurt and you ought to stop here mm. no, no, you know ultimately and I think a lot of it, a lot of it is mental where especially when it comes to training um, you have to get over that mental barrier you don't you, you know your your mind will, will cut you off way before your body's ready you know you can you can run a lot further well that, that comes to keeping you safe like when I used to go to Broly Hill Baths and it's a 12 foot it was uh, 3 metres uh, 4 metres down 12 foot and you'd always try and get down to touch the bottom. And then as you're getting there, it's like, I'm drowning, I'm drowning. That's your brain's way of saying, we're running out of oxygen now. But really, you've still got another 10%. Mm. But your brain's saying, get up now, get up now to keep you safe. But it's when you switch that off and you go, hang on, stay calm. Yeah. And, and is it an acronym where you say things over and over in your head? When I'm training, affirmation. affirmation. And I'll always say, like, by any means, any means possible, you're going to get over it, through it, around it. You'll get over it, around it, through it. And that's what I say over and over again. When I'm feeling bollocks and my legs are trembling, I can't. You'll get over it, around it, through it. Over it. And I just keep saying that over and over again. And just saying, any means necessary, we will do this. Plus, most of the time, it's short-lived anyway, isn't it? Yeah. Whatever you're doing, whether you're training in here, whether you're running on the streets, it's only a short period of time that you're doing that for. And if, if you mess up, it doesn't matter. No. If, if you come... 10th place, next time you're for ninth, And then eventually, if you get the gold, then you've got to keep the gold. You know what I mean? And that, that's your motivation then. I'm number one now. Mm. How am I going to stay at number one? Or I'm number two. How am I going to get to number one? I think we've mentioned this before. A lot of people hit that, that high. Hit that, okay, my whole aim is to get that gold. Mm. And then they don't go past that. Yeah. So you kind of, you, 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 you lose what you have because you've not set yourself the next so there's not, not, not the next motivation mm. to keep going that's why I'm always intrigued by champions who stay at the top or like you know like football I, I watch a lot of football so like Ronaldo and Messi they've been at the top for years and maybe they, maybe they help each other in terms of one trying to obviously be better than the other but I think once you get to that it is easy to 
you know, get the top mark and then just kind of rest on your laurels a little bit. Especially when you're at that point where exactly. you've got, they've got more money than more they can ever spend in the yeah. life. Absolutely. Yeah. And it was Marvin Hagler. Obviously, going to go to Marvin Hagler and all that. <laughs> Can you remember it before I said you, you don't get, you don't get up when you're wearing silk pajamas, wasn't he? Bernard Hopkins said that he goes, "How can a man be hungry when his fridge is always full?" Yeah. But all I can say about uh, the Fantastic Four: Hagler, Tommy Earned, Sugar Ray Leonard, um, Roberto Duran. The reason why they all started on top of the game was to beat the next man, and I think that's what uh, boxing at the moment's missing. Because if Hagler had dodged Hearns and Hearns had dodged um, Duran and Duran had never fought Leonard, you know, mm. we wouldn't have had that era. But at the moment, because everyone wants a 10 and 0, 100 and 0, you're missing out on the best fights of our generation because they're trying to be all time champions without fighting the champions of their own generation. Yeah. And that was their motivation going, no, no, hang on, hang on, I'm number one. All right, you beat me. Rematch. All right, rematch. And that was their motivation. And, and it's actually you look at their motivation in the beginning. So people like, like Duran, he had nothing. He mm. was he mm. he had literally nothing at all. So his motivation was just to better his family and his uh, his own life. Well, look at that. Like with Chris Eubank. Chris Eubank was a man from the streets. He's eccentric. He was a very poor man. He went to a lot of troubles. His son, Chris. Uh, would, uh, Chris Eubank Jr. He's trying, <laughs> he's trying to be his dad, but he didn't have the upbringing of his dad because he was born with a silver spoon that his dad never had. Yeah. And his dad was an eccentric poor bloke. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, it's still it's it, it, within boxing. You still get you'll still get the middle class or the the people who, uh, who course, do make yeah. it, but it's a, it's more of a one off. Whereas uh, uh, Floyd Mayweather, yeah, being one of the all-time greats, yeah, but he, from a very wealthy family and everything. No, no, his dad was shot in prison. But wasn't his own, was it his, was it his dad or his uncle who fought Leonard? So yeah, fight? they did. He fought uh, Vinny Pazienza and all that. But actually, if you look, he he lived in a single room with his brothers and sisters. Oh, so yeah, I never knew yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's actually I, quite I a rough like upbringing that. as well. Yeah, and he used to like get his backpack on and. Walk like hours yeah. to the gym, and he was, I think he was grand or something. He used to spur him on or something. It, like yeah. that story of Mayweather, I find really inspiring. The whole like flashing money and stuff, I'm just like, oh, yeah. just looks like an arsehole. Mm-hmm. It's like it's weird. Like, but apparently, but apparently, in the real world, he gives more to charities yeah, than most of the other people. Yeah. But he's the bad man of boxing. Yeah. He's like the WWF. He plays a role, doesn't he? You know, yeah. Oh, of course he does. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But that's what's got him to where he is. And got him to those paydays, but again, you look at him and what uh, what kept him motivated because he, he had everything, didn't yeah. he? And he had that well before he fought Conor McGregor yeah. and well before he fought Pacquiao. Pacquiao. I think the De La Hoya fight made him, yeah, like mm-hmm. money wise. Money wise, yeah. Probably like a boxing in there. But this is love with every uh, no such thing as a self-made millionaire because everyone's had that leg up by someone that opportunity to have it, but the. Most people like in the business world, it's they wanted it more than the person next to them. You know, what I mean, they're willing to lose. Like um, they, they don't realise some days you're that close to losing your house, and it's that one roll of the dice that can make you or break you. But it's those people have the bollocks to roll the dice that time to make the money, and that's their motivation. And some people are motivated by money. Some people are motivated by success or 
some people are motivated by achieving what they can achieve. What would you say you're motivated by then? Me? As I say, my motivation is doing it and not doing it. Because I was always told I wouldn't be able to do stuff that would be eyes and um, I always thought, I, it was that thing, because I grew up with, with visually impaired people and they were broken by the age of four or five or six and I looked at them and I thought, no way now am I with that kid. No way am I just going to be sat here with mummy and daddy, them taking me to the shops and taking me and I'd have no friends. So it was always my thing to not be normal. When I was a kid, I wanted to be normal because we all wanted to do. And then as soon as I thought that, I went, who wants to be normal? Let's be the best bloke. Let's be the hardest bloke in the pub. Let's be the funniest lad out. And I had to be so extrovert. Mm -hmm. And that, a lot of that was just to hide my insecurities. I see that now. But my motivation was being the biggest and bestest and whatever. And I've taken that. I used to think it was confidence. But um, I've realised now it's the courage. The courage to fall over, to get back up. There's a story my mum once said when I was very young, saying, you'll fall over. I went, don't worry, mummy, I'll get back up. And that, that's been my catchphrase through life. It's that, grab the ball by the bollocks. <laughs> no, never mind your ones, it might bite you. <laughs> and you've just got to think, by any means necessary, I will achieve this. Mm -hmm. And that's why I've started this podcast with these lads. So I can tell my flaws and my, um, my painful bits. Because if it weren't for the painful bits, I wouldn't have had the absolute brilliant bits of my life. Like thinking, would ever a girl ever fall in love with me? Because I was a broken, I was a broken kid, so I never used to have the courage to talk to women. And now I'm happily married to a woman I absolutely adore. Got a beautiful baby girl, head coach up here. And that hasn't come easy. That hasn't come easy. And I'll tell you a little secret. If it's worth having, it's not easy. And sometimes that can be motivation, yeah. I think, and getting your head around that fact that yeah. it's not going to come easy. You are going to fall, you are going to trip, but in the end, you'll make it there if yeah. you keep going. That's kind of like, that's a bit like David Goggins. So when you read that book, he, he kind of tricks himself and does crazy stuff, and he actually had me doing it when I was reading it. So he'd be on the treadmill at, say, like four in the morning, whatever, and he's like, there's no other mad bastard doing this. Only I'm doing it. Kind of like self-empowering. I used to do himself. that all the time. And you have to, you have to like, your self-talk is so important. So you had your affirmations earlier. You've got it during your boxing, mm. thinking about your, your daughter as well. And I think if you can just, whatever, by any means necessary, if you need to execute and do something, motivate yourself in any way. And he does that. So I do, I used to go to the gym in the Calls morning. it the cookie the yard, doesn't That's it? He yeah. goes in and, and takes a, a motivational biscuit as such. And, yeah. and just to, just to keep him going. Even if it is to keep him going two more steps before he needs to go again. Absolutely. But you keep doing them two steps, those two steps, those two steps, before you know it, it's run 100 miles. Because mm. I with you, like you, um, because I couldn't read, I'm still very bad at reading now, and my font was so big at reading. I'm a very self-educated man, I've never, that's why sometimes I get words wrong, I know what I'm going to say, but because I had to teach myself everything, um, I was self, everything self-taught, everything I've learned is by asking someone, because when I was growing up, there wasn't YouTube and the internet. It was all conversations. So I hadn't got the self-help books and these different things. It was all just finding stuff that I could pick or go to that cookie jar, pick it up and go, you know what, I like that, or I didn't like that. So I've, I've been taught, myself, education has come from learning, picking people's brains, but how do you do that, Bert? And that, I, I, that's... The only education I've really ever had. 
So once again, of course, I've always wanted to learn, but I haven't got the necessary means that you two had. I had to find other ways of doing it. Because I say to all the lads up here, I am naturally rubbish at everything. But I find ways that yeah, I couldn't do pull-ups, so I go, I'll practice every day until I can do one. Same with press-ups, same with anything. And I, I look really good at stuff, because I've had to do it and do it and do it and do it until it's become natural. But I'll tell you now, nothing has ever come natural to us. And that's, that's part of the journey. And find things that will make you do that. And once you've got it, you've earned it. That's the beauty of it. That's been the beauty of my journey. Everything I've done, I've had to earn and master myself. I think that's, that's a beautiful point because whatever it is, you, like you can try something very small, for example, like lose a couple of pounds or whatever, then you obviously can see your physical appearance. That earning thing, that's where the beauty is. Mm. So it's like that process, going through the whole process and you, you finally got it. And that's why obviously on a different podcast, I'm not sure you always let me send it in, we were talking about shortcutting stuff yeah. and missing the steps. Like Try not to miss the steps. Realise it's going to be difficult in terms of whatever you want to achieve. And somewhere along that line, if it is talking to yourself or telling yourself certain things, make sure that you can just enjoy it and enjoy that process however, however you can, if that makes sense. So I, I, I do stuff on a daily basis. I work for myself. As to other people, it's like, oh, it's all right for him. He's, you know, he's working for himself. He does what he wants. But I have to convince myself in my mind. I have to find certain things in the day. Little habits. You'll see me just singing by myself at home just to keep myself entertained because I'm sitting in my room on my laptop most of the days. I do little things just to kind of enjoy the process because the moment I get there and it is about that not failing and coming from humble beginnings that I want to make it better, I want to have an impact on the world, that, that inspires me. And then when I hit a landmark, it's like, wow, that feels amazing. And you, you know, you, you, your chest comes out, but then it's like, okay, on to the next one now. How can I be better? How can I improve? And when you hit that thing, you've got to go, well done. Absolutely. Whatever your name is, don't go, all right, then I've just made a million pounds, so on to 200 million. Mm. It's got to be, We've done it. Absolutely. You know yeah. what? Thank God we've got to this stage and tomorrow will be here and next week will be here and enjoy the victory when it comes because they, they're short-lived. I think you've also, uh, as we've said, life is up and down. So when you, if you're going on a journey to learn something, to do something, prepare yourself for those downs. Mm. Because a lot of the time, you you know, I want to go and learn that. So you just dive straight into it. But actually stop and think, okay, at some point this is going to get tough. How do I, how do I build up a mechanism to get over that and carry on going mm. instead of going to that first hurdle? You, know, I think it's better prepare yourself for that hurdle. Well, we have people up here now. The box on the Sunday, they lose, uh, win, lose, or draw. They lose. <clears throat> and I'm going to have a couple of weeks off, and then have a couple of weeks off, and then whatever happens, da -da 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 -da. the winners, they lose on the Sunday. They're back in on Monday, and they'll go. All right, then let's put it right. What people do is they go, I was robbed. I was robbed. Them, the officials have gone ahead for the Lions and you don't lose by blaming someone else. You don't learn <clears throat> You don't learn by blaming someone else. You've got to go, how, how can I beat those judges? I've got, to, I've got to weigh them. So the only way I can weigh them is by boxing the other person. More, more time you spend blaming the officials. Well, I keep losing, so I'm going to move from the Lions. I'm going to go to the Priory. Then I'm going to go from the prior to Wednesday. Don't take responsibility on your own actions. Even if it is a bad decision, you need to do that, don't you? You've you got. That's what I mean. Even sometimes, and I've seen people's pants get pulled down, but you've got to go. That won't happen again because I'll be I'm going to do better. Yeah. Because when 
Everyone wants to blame someone when they lose. When they win, it's all about me. I've just won the ABAs. Mm. When I lose, well, it was Kevin, it was John, it was... So, really, you've got to be accountable for it. You've got to be accountable. And there's nothing wrong with failure. Because failing is just another way of learning. It's what I did wrong. What can I learn about what I did wrong? But as soon as you start blaming people... I think failure can be your, your best learner. I think uh, I listened to a podcast of yours and you were saying the first time you'd got into property and, and doing it, you basically got your pants pulled down oh, quite, a quite a few times. Yeah. But that probably taught you more having done that mm-hmm. than if it hadn't happened. You, you, you'd have fell into that trap for down the line. It could have been a lot worse. 100%. With that, I stopped the blaming. Initially, obviously, I blamed everyone. Yeah. You know, the victim mentality. Then I stopped blaming everyone. I became accountable for it. I thought, well, I made those decisions. Mm-hmm. I didn't, you know, do my due diligence and all that sort of stuff. And then what that allowed me to do was improve my skill set, improve what I needed to do to make sure it didn't happen again. And then, like I mentioned in that podcast, my second deal, I made all that money back and some. Mm-hmm. So, but I wouldn't have done that if I just sat there blaming, you know, the shiny builders or the what, people trashing my. What house. motivated you to carry on past that point? lot of things so one obviously the wife going to work and I'm sitting there just so I'd gone into the first project thinking it's going to be absolutely amazing it's not and I promised her like X amount of money and you know we'll go on a holiday that's not happened so all of a sudden I'm crushed and you know as, as a man that, that, that's crushing and she's going to work every day and I'm feeling like a failure because I thought that was a one I had my numbers right everything and then it was kind of it was a little bit maybe ego to like prove other people wrong because it could be I could easily have just gone back to London and jumped into a cushy job but I, I believed in my ability that there's people that have made money from property, I believe I can do it. So I was like, let me just try again. Let me just take it. And at the same time, I listened to podcasts. I listened, I think in that year, I listened to something like 52 books. Now, I'm not saying I remember all those books and I was just on a bit of a habit, but I'd pick something up from that. I'd pick something up from that and be like, okay, let's just try again. Let's just try again. And I had a good circle around me. And I was always taught to be accountable. And probably at that point, if I'm being completely honest, I probably wasn't fully accountable as I am now. Like, we talk about some of the stuff going on now, I take full responsibility for everything. And I think the beauty of doing that is you you, you have the power then in your hands to change it. Yeah, yeah, that's the most important thing. Mm-hmm. What's, what's that famous, they normally say to Alcoholics Anonymous, give me, give me the strength to change the things that cannot change. What is it? Give, oh, oh, I know what you're saying. I'm not going to embarrass myself on camera. Give me, oh, try and get it right. Give me the strength to change the things that can change. The courage, the courage to change the things that can't change. Give me the strength to change the things that cannot change. The courage. <laughs> that's it. We're going to look, as I say, gang. We'll every, be back in a minute. Everything. <laughs> the reason why we're doing this and the reason why we've decided not to edit and everything, we want to show our flaws. As I said, I don't do anything naturally well. So everything we're working on here is off the cuff and want to be real. But I think this saying really relates to what we're saying. Yeah. Have you got it? And just for anyone on YouTube as well, it'd be really interesting if in the comments you can let us know the stuff that motivates you as well. Yes, that'd please. be really interesting as well. So I think this is the one, Kev. It's grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Is that the one? And how true is it? Basically, given strength and the belief to change the things I can't change, to understand the things I can't, I know the difference. And that out true so. Yeah, well, I am. <laughs> I am a deep soul. I'm so glad of all. You seem to find that for us. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. Do you want to repeat it? 
No, that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> have to rewind it and be, play it Be again. brave and uh, change the things that you can. I.e. the decision on the boat. I know what I did wrong. I had my hands down and clicked me a couple of times. Realise the things I can't change. Me and my eyes. And the wisdom to know the difference. So, I have a little short one. A little, I was going to say we'll end on a quote, but just had a lovely quote there. But one I've just read on the wall, because what I like to do around the gym is put a little inspirational sayings so people can pick at them and when they're blowing out their arse, they can look up and read it. And this one we read just before we come on. It's feel the fear and do it anyway. So until next week, gang, ta a bit. Listen, listen, listen. And that's a wrap for another show. But if there are any comments or messages that you would like us to read out for our next podcast, please be in touch. There are also lots of different organisations at the bottom of this page and hopefully they can help you or someone you care about. Please share this to spread the word. Until we talk next time, ta a bit. Listen, listen, listen.